And so, uh, <clears throat> if you don't like mint chocolate chip ice cream, I'll pray for you. Something's wrong with you. I'm not talking about that green kind either. I'm talking about the Briars all natural white mint chocolate chip. Praise God. Sorry, that was a flesh moment right there. <laughs> Praise God. But God knows what we need. Amen? So would you read along with me and hear the word of the Lord today? 1 Kings chapter number 17, verse number 1. And Elijah, Elijah is the prophet of God. It's an interesting name that he has. The name Elijah means the Lord is my God. It's what the name Elijah means. The Lord is my God. What's amazing about that is that in this time where we're going to read here in the 17th chapter of Kings, it's a time where Ahab is the king and Ahab is not following the ways of God and he's not leading the people in the ways of God. Matter of fact, Ahab is married to Jezebel who is not in relationship and has no desire for the true God of Israel. And so Ahab is leading poor people to the God, the false God of Baal. And so in this time, the Lord raises up a prophet, and it's not coincidence. The Lord doesn't do anything by coincidence. It's divine plan and design of God. He raises up a prophet named Elijah, and this prophet, his name alone stood in the face of Ahab. Just his name, the Lord is my God. The name alone. So Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Now you can read that and you can think, man, who does he think he is? I would submit to you, Elijah knows who he is. He is the man of God. He is the prophet of God. And he spoke with a word from God. And he spoke to the king of the people. And so he said, There will not be dew or rain these years, but according to my word. Unless I speak it, it ain't going to rain. It's a pretty bold proclamation, isn't it? This isn't just stories on paper. This is history. This is truth. Watch We'll continue, verse 2. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, this is to Elijah, verse 3. Get thee hence, or leave, and turn eastward, and hide yourself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be, everybody say, it shall be. Say that again, it shall be. Who said that? God said that. Say that one more time, it shall be. The Lord said to him, It shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Did you just hear that? The Lord said, I have commanded the ravens 
to feed you there. Let's read a little further. I'm going to get ahead of myself. Verse 5. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. That's bread and meat. The ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while. Everybody say after a while. It came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. Why did the brook dry up? Because there had been no rain in the land. Why was there no rain in the land? Remember, Elijah said, there will be no dew or no rain, but according to my word. So now here he is, brooks dried up, no water, no rain in the land. It would seem evident the word of the Lord through the man of God was fulfilled. Yes, no rain. And so he has to deal with the very thing as well. So there's no rain. The brook's dried up. He needs water to live. Verse 8. The word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath. Now notice before the Lord said, Get eastward by the brook Cherith. Now the brook has dried up. And the Lord came to him saying in verse number 9, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have... What? Who's talking? Lord God. I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose, he went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her, and he said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. You think he was thirsty? Remember the brook was dried up. Do you think water was scarce where she was too? We need to understand the condition that we're in right now where we're reading in Scripture. So he says to this widow woman, Get me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Verse 11. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Hey, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. Okay, he's got a word from the Lord that the Lord had commanded this widow woman to sustain him. So he's declaring in faith, hey, uh, bring me a little morsel of bread too. Verse 12, and she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a cruise and behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and for my son that we may eat it and die. Sounds like she didn't get the message. I mean, the Lord said, I commanded her to sustain you. Is that what the word said? 
This doesn't sound like she got the message to me, does it? She's not saying, oh, you're the one the Lord commanded me about. See, sometimes when the fulfilled word of God is taking place, it's not a product of the one that's going to be used of God. It's the faith of the one that heard the word of God. Elijah knew what he heard. Whether this widow woman was aware or not, God had already commanded her. There's some things, there are those that God will use they're not even aware of yet. And there are those that God will bring into your life. There are things that God will bring to you that you may not be aware of yet. But God has already commanded some things. Now watch. You understand where she is. She's out here picking up sticks. You understand those sticks are so she can build a fire. The fire is so she can take this last little bit of meal she has, this last little bit of oil she has. She can mix the meal and the oil together. She can make a cake out of it, put it on the fire with these two sticks. Evidently, she didn't have much because it only took two sticks. And she was going to put those that made cake on that fire of two sticks. Once it was done, her and her son were going to eat it as their last meal. She'd already decided... This is it. She'd been watching the water run out. She'd been watching the crops weren't growing because there was no water. She'd been watching her meal run down. No doubt she had been rationing, I would imagine, as a mother with a child. She had been watching and no doubt dreading the day, knowing unless something changes. Unless something changes. This is going to run out. My son and I are going to die. Not understanding, I'm sure. Maybe questioning. And now this man of God shows up. And not only does he ask her for water. She had decided to get that apparently. But now he's asking her to make a cake for him. And she knows what she does and doesn't have. I would submit to you today. When it seems like it's the end. For you. It is just the beginning of a miracle. That God is desiring to do. When it seems like it's the end for you. I hope somebody's listening this morning. When it seems like you're at the end and this is about it. And everything's about to cave in. And nothing else can happen. I would submit to you it's the place that God would bring you. So that he can be God and show himself. And so that when it's done none of us could say well look what I did. But we could look back and say but God did something that no one else could do. Now watch verse 13. She told Elijah, she said, I, I, I'm going to go make this cake for me and my boy. I'm gonna. In essence, she was saying, I can't help you with that. 
Elijah had confidence in the word of God. Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as you have said. Well, where's the compassion from the man of God here? I mean, come on, couldn't he at least say, Oh, I'm so sorry. Be careful when you're wanting somebody to coddle you. It may cause you to miss the word of God. Sometimes, you know, I mean, you think she would have at least said, or he would have at least said, oh, I'm sorry. It must have been difficult for you. Did the man of God care? Did Elijah care? I'm sure he did. But Elijah was acting on a word from God. Not human emotion. Not human emotion. This is the challenge to the church today. When we understand we are not called to social justice. There's some who are trying to change the purpose and plan and priority of the church. To a place of social justice and social good. That is not the purpose of the church. Am I telling you the church shouldn't do social good? Of course not. The Bible says if it's in your hand to do good, do it. Um, But I'm telling you, the calling of you and I as a child of God, the calling on our lives is not a call to social good and social justice. We are called to take people from darkness and show them light. We are called to take them from a place of bondage to a place of victory. We're called to take them from the power of Satan to the power of God. That's not social good and social justice. That's a supernatural work that only he can do. And he wants to do it through us as we yield to him. Don't get drawn into the deception. Well, I just do social good and then I'm good. God forbid. There is none good but God. In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. That's the word of the Lord. You know, why would the deception, the adversary of this day... I did not plan on this, but I feel the Lord trying to help us today. Why would the adversary try to get us focused on doing social good? Because I can do social good without ever digging in the word. I can do social good without ever dedicating my life to the call of Christ and what he wants to do in with him. Am I telling you that when you dedicate to God, he won't use you to do social good? Of course not. He may do that. He most likely will. But that's not our primary calling. Our primary calling is to be used of him to lead people to him. And he will supply all the need. You understand, the world doesn't need more social good. The world needs Jesus. Some of you believe that. We got to get back where we're supposed to be here. And so Elijah's not coddling her. It's not that he doesn't care about her. Think about the weight that this man of God must feel. He's the reason she's about out of food. I mean, not him, I mean God, but he obeyed God and there's no rain. He's, he's sort of the one that God used that's got her in this predicament. He could show a little compassion. Oh, but God's ready to take her out of that predicament. Watch. Verse 13, this is his response. 
Elijah said unto her, fear not, don't be afraid. Go and do as you said. But make me thereof a little cake first. Now you could think, man, he's selfish. He's not even considering my situation. He's just looking out for himself. See if she was hearing with her natural ear. That probably would have been the case. But thanks be to God, she recognized this is a man of God. And if I follow, watch what he says. And bring it to me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. Now her human reasoning could say, what are you talking about? I just told you, I only have enough meal and enough oil to make one cake for me and my boy. Now you're telling me make you one first and then? Are you listening to me? You ever feel like people aren't listening to you? You have five daughters. I know the answer to that. You ever... Look, we, we, can, we can read this story and we can separate people's humanity out of the word of God. These were real people with real life situations facing things that they hadn't planned on facing in a predicament they didn't plan on being on. But life had brought them there. The circumstances of life had brought them to this place. The, the circumstances of nature, things outside of their control had brought them to this place. And no doubt they were trying to understand when will it change? How could it change? Am I destined to live the rest of my life this way and then die? Is this ever going to turn? Is this ever going to switch to something? that looks hopeful we're as human as they were and our life at times can look just like hers and we could feel like I'm at the end and I don't know what I've prayed everything I know to pray I'm trying to stand on the word and believe the word of God I would that you would hear the word of the Lord this morning when it looks like the end it is just the beginning of a miracle that God is wanting to do in your life he's been bringing you to a place where you're at the end of yourself and he can do what he wants to do in you he has a plan. It's easy to forget that Elijah was living through all of this. I want to just write off the man of God. Right? Well, God talks to him, so he doesn't have to deal with any of that stuff. Right. Elijah, think about do you know what we read. Does this register? In, let it register in your spirit how great our God is. Elijah has told Ahab, it's not going to rain unless I speak the word. God speaks to Elijah, says, go hide by this brook and drink. You're going to have water there. And I have already commanded the ravens to feed you there. Do you realize how crazy that is? Anybody ever seen a raven? Only five of us in this whole room have ever seen a raven. Okay, let me tell you what a raven is. Maybe you've seen it and you just didn't know. A raven's a big black bird about like that. Anybody ever seen a raven? Usually if there's roadkill on the side of the road, there's one of them eating it. How many of you have seen a raven before? Raise your hand. Oh, look at that. We, okay, there we go. See, 
I don't know if you didn't know what a raven was or you just weren't participating. That's a raven. Ravens are scavengers. You understand this. Ravens are the ones, like I said, that eat roadkill. Ravens fight each other over food. Ravens aren't known for picking up food and delivering it to people. No, have you ever thought about this? This is our God. This is terrible. I just had this picture of Uber Eats in our mind. This was the first Uber Eats. He just didn't have to pay for it. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, really. I I mean, this is the best kind. Do you realize how miraculous this is? What God did to sustain this child of God. Elijah was a child of God. And God sustained him. Did God know he wouldn't have food any other way? Yes. Did God know he wouldn't have... But God commanded a scavenger bird to go against his nature to care for the man of God. Is God a respecter of persons? God sustained a child of God with a bird that's a scavenger. Contrary to that bird's nature, every morning and every evening, the scripture tells us, ravens would show up and they would bring bread. I'm assuming it was in their mouth unless they had like little packs. I'm guessing it was in their mouth. They would bring bread. I want you to see the reality of what God does. They would bring bread in their mouth and flesh meat in their mouth and bring it and drop it to the hand of the man of God, the child of God. Does that blow your mind like it blows my mind? You guys are looking at me like, well, that's cool. No, that's amazing. That is supernatural. This is what God did to care for a child of God. And the adversary wants you to think that God couldn't sustain you. Oh, yes, he can. And he will if you'll allow him to. Watch. When the brook dried up. Remember, Elijah's human like you and I. Do you think he noticed that the brook was getting lower and lower? Probably so. Ravens kept coming. I don't know where they were getting the food, but there you go. And the brook's getting lower and lower. He's noticing this. Now, it's easy to say, well, you know, he had a relationship with God, so therefore he surely didn't even worry about it. I don't know. I mean, he was human. He was human. And he had to see that going from a brook down to a whatever it is when it's not a brook but smaller and whatever it is. Until it got down to it, is it creek? Okay, she says so, so therefore. It got smaller and down to a trickle. You see this happening in his life? See, 
We have to understand whatever we're facing, whatever we're going through, whatever circumstance God has us in. Now, some of you got yourself in your own mess, and, you, and God's trying to tell you how to get out. So I'm not telling you to waller in the mess you made if the Lord's trying to get you out. But some of you, you're in a place right now, and God has you exactly where he wants you. He knows where you are, just as sure as he knew Elijah was by the brook. How did he know? Because the Lord directed him there. And you may not have heard a word from the Lord that came and said, you go here. But God divinely directing your steps, allowing circumstances to push you to the left and the right, allowing these things to guide your life. God brought you to the place where you are. And he knows where you are. And he knows what you need to sustain you where you are. He's not a respecter of persons. And you may be sitting, I don't know, but I know what I feel in the Holy Ghost. You may be sitting in a place right now where you're seeing the last trickle in your brook. You may be sitting there and wondering, how long am I going to be able to make it with this little bit that I've got left? I would that you would hear the word of God today. He's already got a plan to care for you. He's taken you this far. He will not abandon you if you'll stay connected to him. He's the source. And when it looks like the end, it is just the beginning of a miracle he has planned. You noticed it when we read it. It says, when the Lord spoke to him, he said, I commanded the ravens. We've already talked about how amazingly supernatural that was. And then he says, I commanded the widow woman. Everything is subject to God. The scripture declares distinctly and certainly. All power, Jesus said, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Scripture says there's no power given but by God. And the powers that be, they are ordained of God. Let that sink into your spirit today. What power, natural or supernatural, what power is there that is not subject to God? What power is there that is not under God's control? I'll let you think about that for a second. There's not one. Now, some of you, your mind may have said, well, what about the power of Satan? <laughs> That's under his control too, you understand. This is, how much is the power of Satan under God's control? Here's a real example from you, for you from the book of, from the word of God. The scripture says that had the prince of this world, that's Satan, he's also called the God of this world, 
Had he known, anybody ever heard this verse? Had he known, he would not have crucified the Lord. How come he didn't know? Is that, is that like the most, I mean, really funny and wonderful that God, because of his iniquity, not God's iniquity, because of Lucifer's iniquity, God cast Lucifer out of heaven. And even then, the power of Lucifer is subject to God. So that when God is fulfilling his plan in the earth, he comes and robes himself in flesh as a man walks among us, and then he uses the adversary that he kicked out of heaven to fulfill his plan. Satan had Jesus crucified and thought he'd won. What he was actually doing was fulfilling the will of God. All power is subject to him. And so you and I must understand this in our lives with whatever we're facing, with whatever we would deal with. God controls it all. There's only one place he doesn't control. Listen to now. He doesn't control your will and mine. Let's us choose every day that we live. He lets us choose. But if we choose by his leading, he'll sustain us. He'll sustain us even when it looks like there's no hope, even when the brook's almost dried up. Now, watch verse 14. We got to finish here. So he said, go make a cake for you and your boy, but make one for me first. And then he says to her, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste or run out, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. Verse 15. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he, that's Elijah, and her house, that's her boy, did eat many days. How is this possible? Because God had commanded her to sustain Elijah. She didn't know it. But the moment she responded in faith... At what seemed like the end, it was just the beginning of her miracle. She could have said, I'm sorry, I can't. That's all I've got left. I'm sorry, I can't. You don't understand where I am. I'm sorry, I can't. You just don't realize how far along I... God knows exactly where you are. And I don't know the specific thing he's dealing with you about, but I feel the witness of his spirit reaching to some of you, trying to encourage you to say, hey... Whatever I ask you to do, just do it. Whatever he's asked you to do, just do it. It may seem like the end. It may seem like 
the very thing you're holding on to, the moment you release it to him, I just believe there's something in my spirit from the Lord that says when you release that thing that you're holding on to, he has a miracle in the waiting for somebody. I don't say that lightly or casually this morning. I know what I have felt in the Holy Ghost. I know how God has been dealing with me. There's someone here, maybe more than one someone, where you have been holding on to what is a last hope. But God is saying, if you'll release that to me, I have a miracle. I have a miracle for you. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what it will become. But I know that God will sustain you. Because he's God. God would you stand with me this morning everything you need is in him everything everything it's in him Everything. Would you picture your brook this morning if you have one of those drying up brooks in your life? Or would you picture that cruise of oil and that barrel of meal if you have one of those that, things in your life that feels like it's there at the end and it's, it's just about gone and I just don't see. And would you hear the Lord encouraging you today, speaking to you today, expressing to you, I know where you are. And you may not be aware of it yet, and they may not be aware of it yet. But hear him. I've commanded the ravens to sustain you. I've commanded a widow woman to sustain you. The word of the Lord has gone before you, child of God. The word of the Lord has gone where you are not yet. And the word of God has been sent on your behalf to prepare the way for you. The word of God is already working. You're not entering into something that has no God has no knowledge of. But God has sent his word word before God has commanded circumstances God has ordained things as you yield to him and trust in him today I'm opening this altar to you why don't you come and express your faith why don't you come and if there's a little bit of oil left be willing to release it to him if you want to stand stand if you want to kneel kneel but would you reach to the Lord today I believe there's a desire on God's behalf to impart miracles today in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus hallelujah come on hope that is seen is not hope the scripture says but that which we hope for we do patiently wait and God will supply the need in the name of Jesus we trust you father you are well able I release doubt. I lay hold on faith today. I release fear. I lay hold on faith today. I release fear. I lay hold on the love of God that is perfect towards me today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let him pour into the vessel today. You are that vessel. Let him pour into the vessel today. Hallelujah. 
sensitive to the Holy Ghost children of God today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be here and say, I don't understand all this. Come on, the Lord understands where you are. He knows your need. He knows your situation. God cares about you. He loves you and desires to work on your behalf. You can trust him and let him work. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let him be God on your behalf. Let him be God on your behalf. In the name of Jesus. God, I release control to you. I've been trying to control the measure of meal. I've been trying to control the measure of oil. I release it to you today. You can do more with it in your hands than I can in mine. I release it to you in faith today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I release the worry and the fear and the doubt. I release the anxiety to you. I receive of your word of faith. I receive of your word of healing. I receive of your word of provision.
Healer, awesome in power, our God. 
where we at. Why don't we just thank him right now for what he's done? Let's wait on him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. Good uh, call to ushers. Amen. Amen. You can receive these tithes and offerings. Let's pray for these off. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you would bless them, Father. These tithes and offerings, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for your kingdom and your glory, Lord God. I pray, bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. You're all dismissed in Jesus' name. If you can, just make your way and give your tithes and offerings.